Hello, South Byers. It's time for another conversation centered around South by Southwest 2022. This one takes us back to the red carpet prior to the premiere of Apollo 10 and a half, a space age childhood, Richard Linklater's newest film for Netflix. The movie stars Glenn Powell, Jack Black, Zachary Levi, and Josh Wiggins, and tells concurrent stories of the Apollo mission leading to man's first landing on the moon, both from the perspectives of the various pieces within NASA that made it happen, and that of a nine-year-old Houston kid imagining with his friends what might be out there. Apollo 10 and a half is animated in the vein of Waking Life and A Scanner Darkly, two other Linklater movies. The animation style is rotoscoping, meaning animation was laid over live action footage. But this is Linklater, one of the most skilled cinematic storytellers of all time. In this film, he has taken this animation style to another astounding level. During the course of this chat, you'll hear from four people, producer Mike Blizzard, actor Lee Eddy, who voices the mom in the film, actor Glenn Powell, who voices the character of a NASA agent, and of course, Rick Linklater. I'm going to warn you, much as I'm prone to do, I took the conversation with Lee in an interesting direction, keeping our young children from cussing too much. For everyone else, it's about the incredible details of this movie and Rick's brilliance. Hope you enjoy, starting with producer Mike Blizzard. Hi, I'm Trey. Nice to meet you, Trey. What's your name? Mike Blizzard, the producer on the film. Mike, did I just hear you say that there was nothing other than the characters acting and maybe the chairs and tables that they were using in the scenes? Everything else was drawn in? It's Holy true. shit, man. Yeah. That had to have been uh, quite a bit of uh, artistic work that's taken care of after the oh, initial yeah. shots. Oh, yeah, and a lot of research because we had to research exactly what, you know, certain interiors of NASA looked like. You know, what did the interior of a capsule look like? All of that is drawn in. But also, just like what, what did Houston neighborhoods look like at that time I mean, what was the housing like you know um, like right now if you had a house that was built in the 1960s you'd have large mature trees in the yard but we wanted the you know the feeling of having like saplings in the yard on a little stick you know so it animation was like the perfect solution to so many problems is there an easy way to draw the oppressive humidity that exists in that city I don't know that we did a great job with the humidity, though we do have a great scene where the girls are like using the air conditioner outside to dry their hair because it was before the era of hair dryers. And they wanted that straight hair look of the 1960s. But I will say when you're outdoors in this movie, you almost feel like you want to put on sunglasses because we really wanted to have that sun-drenched Texas look. I love that. Uh, what do you love most about working with Rick Linklater and just the unique storytelling style that he almost always brings to the table? Well, Rick Linklater is the most collaborative person in the world. You know, he he knows what he wants to do, but he's also open to ideas, and um, and he's patient. Um, you know, dealing with kids on a set. That's not easy, you know? A lot of these kids have never acted before, you know? All of them have never been in a feature film before. And so having his ability to just run a very cool set where everyone feels part of it, everyone feels respected, everyone feels like they're 
they're making a mark and making this film, you know, that means the world to everyone. And we've got an incredible local footprint here. I mean, the majority of the cast is from Austin. We've got animators here in Austin. You know, obviously most of the crew is from Austin. So it, it's been this incredible experience. He's such a jewel for this city for a lot of reasons. And after the dazed and confused chaos, I'm sure everything else is cake after that, even a bunch of eight and nine-year-olds acting. Yeah, yeah the, um, I think that the biggest thing about Rick is that he reflects the city, you know, and, and then he reinforces that. You know, he's not concerned about, you know, fancy things. He's concerned about making stuff happen, you know, making art happen. And he supports other people in doing that. And he sets sort of the gold standard of how all of us in Austin should feel like how we should be filmmakers. Very well said. Thank you so much for the time today. Uh, congratulations on everything and kick-ass bolo tie. Thank you. <laughs> Next up is actor Lee Eddy, who voices the mom. Nice to meet you. You as well. So what are you doing in this film? Uh, I act in it. Yeah? Yeah. What's your role? I play the mom. Okay. And uh, did I hear you say something about trying to keep four-year-olds from cussing? Because I've got a seven and a five-year-old at home. It's not it's going well. It's impossible. It's impossible. What we're doing now is we're trying to exchange the actual curse word with something that feels just as meaty. So instead of saying the actual F word, they get to say fart. Because fart to a seven-year-old is just as like powerful and as exciting as actually saying, saying fuck. So, you know, it's a nice sort of thing. See, that's interesting. I, I, I have tried that, but I've also tried to tell them, look, you just got to understand context and your audience as well. So if you're going to say the word fuck around me... Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna, I'm not going to have a problem unless you're telling me to go fuck myself. But if you're saying fuck around your grandma, you're almost immediately going to get in trouble. But I also have found out that, you know what, they're not picking it up from YouTube or something. I'm like, wow, what the hell are you guys watching? What the fuck are you guys watching over here? It turns out that they're getting it. I'm saying it so loud. They're getting it from me. They're getting it from his dad. They're getting it from his fucking grandma. The other day, my kid said, oh, hell no. And I was like, what? He goes, Graham said that. And I was like, dude, say <laughs> like oh oh heck you but no and he's like this doesn't feel the same oh heck you but no no, not gonna say that. no it's like uh, it's like trying to say e-gads and say oh, god yeah. damn it you know no yeah e-gads feel so forced or like i'm like i'm not dagwood you know i'm not walking around like saying e-gads what was e-gads standing in for uh e-gads i think it was like the original god damn it like back oh, in the really? medieval times yeah and then you had like dagnabbit dagnabbit feels good i also like saying dang like sometimes a good dang is like oh dang you know what i mean i never go dang i always try go damn dang. i'm gonna try it next time about it getting right down there with that that it just kind of accesses the inner uh, I'm not saying damn but I'm saying dang it makes you growl just a little bit it's nice try it, I love try that yeah, I, yeah. I definitely will well thank you so much for the nice time congratulations on this pleasure hey, uh, pleasure to nice to meet you too bye and now we have Glenn Powell, voice of one of the NASA agents. Glenn, I'm Trey. Hey, Trey. Nice to meet you. And I spoke. Yeah, I was uh, just thinking that. Ago. Yeah, good yeah. to see you. So uh, nice talking to you again. Yeah, congratulations on being here, getting this movie made. I'm sure it's uh, been a blast coming back home for a couple days, huh? Uh, it's really, it's really, really nice to be here. I got my whole, my whole family here, and it's yeah, good to be back in my. I mean, it's like, you know, to come to this festival, it's in my backyard. It's really nice. No doubt about that. So uh, I know with everybody wants some, you guys uh, spent a little bit of time as a cast and crew before ever shooting, yes. getting to know one another, getting that rapport going. Did that happen this, did that happen this time around? Um, 
making their presence felt. Did that happen this time around? And if so, how soon did Jack Black break out the guitar? <laughs> you know what's so funny is I actually never got a chance to shoot with Jack on this movie. Jack and I have been friends since Everybody Wants Him. He was just he's just a cheerleader of everybody. Um, but Jack is uh, no, he's the voice of this movie, and just like you know, he's he's every frame of this movie because his presence. This, this is a this is like a scrapbook being read to by Jack Black. You know, that's pretty much what this movie is. No doubt. So, uh, did you ever have a chance to actually go to Astroworld? Apparently, it was recreated for animation. I got to tell you, as a child of the 80s, I am jacked about it. Oh, that. my God. No, no. Um, Astroworld, when was the last time Astroworld was? It, it, it was torn down a while ago, right? Yeah, I want to say, like, early part of the century, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, I never got a chance to go to Astroworld. Uh, but you do get to see it in all its glory. It's actually funny because Rick was able to find people's home videos and recreate Astroworld world through people's own videos it's just it's the level of detail that only rick pays attention to and it's like the best because i mean imagine you haven't seen that 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 plan for the while and the way it looks from the ground and all those things it's like the only way you can do that is through family home videos and that's the that that's what he does like it's just the coolest you know he's unparalleled as a storyteller and he continues yeah. to remake the rules too isn't it the best no I'm, I'm i'm just so grateful to call him a friend and, and a collaborator i'm just uh i hope we get to make movies for the rest of my life it's no doubt you will and uh, last question most important question Glenn pre-spring prediction what's Texas football gonna do in 2022 <laughs> what's Texas football gonna do you know I, I got a lot of hope in Sark I really really do um, I think he's a great recruiter I think he's a great coach I think you know um, it's gonna be an interesting thing this transition to the SEC uh, as that comes about but I gotta say um, I always have faith in Texas football fan base and and when you have great coaching behind a great team and a great city it's we'll, we'll figure it out we'll figure it out well said thank you for the time congratulations on this film hope to speak with you again soon take it easy my man finally writer and director richard linklater you and I spoke before your Aga Garrido tribute, so it's a pleasure talking to you again. So, uh, obviously, a lot of what you do is rooted in uh, some experience you had in life. Doing the math, you were about nine whenever yeah. Apollo 11 happened. I was so, eight, about to turn nine. So, is uh, a lot of this happening yeah. in the Linklater household with this your my, in your neighborhood? This was this was my second grade summer after second grade before third grade started. Um, yeah, uh, I realized years, many decades later, I was like, oh, that was an interesting time to be a kid, to be alive. And then also like, oh, I think I'm the only filmmaker who was in Houston at that, who lived through that. So you know, I felt it was my film to make. And it was my fantasy too. I gotta tell you, I just found out that uh, Astro World gets recreated in this movie in an animated fashion. I am so happy about that as a child of the 80s. Are you ready to revisit the Black Dragon and the Alpine Sleigh Ride and the Astro Needle? Astro Way, spin out. So uh, you obviously have a ton of tools in the storytelling box. Why do you like coming back to the shooting live and then animating it after the fact? Yeah, I mean, this is different than Waking Life and Scanner in that, that the whole film's really animated more traditionally. I mean, we created the moon, we created outer space. You know, it wasn't like we were animating what we filmed necessarily. We filmed it all at Troublemaker Studios at Roberts, you know, and so. I was but told it was did, just it was just the actors like chairs and tables and everything else is kind of the character in character design. It's similar to those films, but it's kind of a it's sort of a uh, mashup of different techniques trying to achieve a uh, period you know a period uh, look. 
Not surprised at all that you continue to recreate the rules and storytelling. Last question, Rick. I uh, read a, a year or two ago that you were maybe doing a Bill Hicks biopic. Is that still on the table? And if so, how's it going? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not happening just yet or anything, but... Um, I, I sure hope to. You know, I hope his time comes. I think Bill's still speaking to us. All, all these decades later, he's still speaking to me. I know he's still speaking to a lot of people. So, you know, you know, you miss someone when when things are going on in the world. And I'm going. Oh, what would Bill Hicks be saying about this? Shit, he was saying in the late '80s and early '90s is like yeah. only more relevant in 2022. Yeah, I, I hope to capture the spirit of him someday. Biopics are a tough genre, though. Tough, tough thing. Anybody can do it, you can. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, good talking to you. Thanks to Trevor Hines for operating the camera. Follow him on Instagram at Trevor Hines. And Josh Bates for the video editing. For any video editing needs you may have, hit Josh up on Instagram at Forger Digital. And thanks as always to Gentleman Jesus for the intro and outro music. Hear more of his work at GentlemanJesus.com. And thanks to you for hanging out. Check out all of my South by Southwest coverage and my other chats with filmmakers, authors, and interesting people about their stories at booksonpod.com. For Books on Pod, I'm Trey Ellen. Good day. Mm-hmm.